Hey, this is Shikamara Nara. You're listening to the Shonen Tapes. Oh, you're not subscribed yet? What a drag. Yeah, dude. So I just had like a really crap day, man. You know, tell us about it. Tell us about it. Let's hear it. Yeah, well, so like I, I woke up and um, I was on the floor, man, you know, and um, you know, <laughs> pause. I was gonna make up a story, and I have no idea what I was gonna say. So, just woke up on the no. floor. No, I'm keeping it. That's our intro. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello. You that you now you know that all Sean, everything he says is a lie. So, now that that is usually confirmed. not lies, this was a lie. No. Trying to be funny. No. No, guys, he's lying to you. He never dreamt any of those things. None of the stories. There was no black guy that yelled "fuck Trump." That was all fake. Like that was, that was definitely real. Kidding. Oh, okay. So then, since oh. since Sean has been sitting here lying this whole time, he's definitely not the antihero. Wait, Dunk. but 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 at the time of recording this, we haven't released the episode of the antihero yet, so we actually don't know how that poll went. Well, we don't even know talking. if you guys like the episode, so we don't. We have no idea. <laughs> like, but you know what? I'll tell you. I'll tell you what poll did we release today? We re- we released can Sean take Ida in a fight? So let me look up and see how that's doing right now. Hold on. Pull up here. Okay. You know, I so, can beat him right. Beat that. Oh, beat that his ass, y'all. So I'm ready. So we have. Now. So we have seventeen percent thinks you hundred percent could Sean. Um, thirty three percent think maybe, and uh, a solid fifty percent think absolutely not. So, there should be like another one, like who the fuck is Sean? <laughs> who the fuck is Sean? That should be the who the, the only question. Let's do that rank. But look, I can yo shout out to the seventeen percent. You know, <laughs> you know, vote Trump twenty twenty. Let's go, baby. You you sound like you sound like uh, <laughs> Mitt Romney ass. No, he sound like Bernie Sanders. Shout out to the seventeen percent. The rich, the rich. We need to take the rich. Yo, my Bernie Sanders accent, I can't wait till the people hear that. Just, uh... Sean, do this. Can you can you can you can you intro what today's episode is gonna be about in Bernie Sanders' voice? It's Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> the rich. We need to take the money for the rich. But let me tell you something else. Vote for me 2027 20, if I'm still alive. And then also listen to the Shonen tapes. We're gonna, they're gonna be talking about what are we gonna talk about again? What is that? We're gonna be <laughs> I'm once about again the movie Akira. I'm once again asking you to watch Akira. I love how I love how once again I'm asking you to watch Akira. Watch Akira. Not a voting year. Did anyone else know that? Oh no, I did. Who's 2027? That's uh. Listen, my man, my man doesn't work well under pressure. We, so now we know Sean's a liar and doesn't work well under pressure. So yeah, with that, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Shonen Tapes. We are covering Akira today. Uh, if you don't know, it was a very popular, groundbreaking, genre-defining even movie back in 1988. Um, we're going to be talking about our thoughts. Some of us had just seen it for the first time. Others have seen it since they were 12. And um, yeah, if you like the episode... Share it with your friends. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, if it's out by now. And it, and guys, if you have not yet done it, it helps us a lot if you can rate us possibly five stars on Apple Podcasts. Um, I don't really know if Spotify has a rating like that, but subscribe there and make sure you're you're getting your daily fill or your weekly fill of the Shonen Tapes. 
And if um, you don't do it, go save a firefighter kitten in a tree. That's right, a firefighting kitten hey, in a tree. Light your gammy. Is that yeah. light your gammy? Yo, yo, my nigga Kanata, yo, man. He got the jacket. He got the red jacket, yo. That shit Wait, was fresh. How did you just pronounce his name, Sean? I can't tell. <laughs> no, Canada, dog. Yeah. Canada. He's talking about Canada. He's Canada. Oh, Canada. My nigga Canada, Canada dog. dog. Canada, yeah, no. Sean, Canada. Sean be calling, Sean's calling Tetsuo Tetris out here. <laughs> Yo, we got Tetris Listen. and we got Canada. My nigga Tetris Listen. in the building, dog. Listen, my man who thinks his name is Canada, Sean. Canada. Yeah, okay. I'm going to intro you. That's Sean. We it's got Amusi on the mic. We got BG and this is Kevin. So let's get it rolling, guys. Yo, BG with the bad internet here. What's good? BG bad internet. Used to be bad vibes. Then it turned into good vibes. Now it's just bad internet vibes. So I, I don't know. Bad internet. Can I start this with a with a genuine question? Yeah, please. Who of of cartoon characters in general, who has a bigger head? Hey Arnold or Tetsuo? <laughs> Tetsuo, dude. No, oh, dude well, no, hold Tetsuo on, bro. There's a, a couple. There's a couple. We gotta throw in Mega Mind. Oh, and big head, and yeah. and we gotta throw in um, Jimmy Neutron. Oh, massive, massive! Yeah, I think, I think, I think Sean should be in that mix too. To be honest, <laughs> we said Cartoon World. Amos specifically oh, said Cartoon. Yes. No, so Sean's definitely in the group. Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Football Head. Football Head probably has the bigger head, though. Well, I mean, Big he's head. got he's got the wide head, but lengthwise, I don't know. Ooh, are you a length person or? <laughs> Yo, I'm just saying. Hey, Arnold got that girth, you know. Arnold got the girth. <laughs> whereas, Yo, do you think Tetsuo, Tetsuo got that? Uh, he got that Harold shaped chode head. Okay, no, Tetsuo, Tetsuo definitely has a small one. You know, yeah. Pretty... This is dope. Yo, that's, <laughs> yeah, so this has been the Shonen Tapes. Thanks for listening to our conversation about Akira. We've been canceled. Good night. <laughs> nah, but for real, for real. <laughs> Uh, I, I I kind of hate that we are doing this episode because it required me to actually watch the movie. And I don't know if I'm going to get flack from it from the the internet mm. out there. On you, it was a groundbreaking, generation defining movie. Like I get it, I get it. It was different, but like it was just a bad movie. It was a bad movie. I started. Listen, I usually go to bed at three o'clock, four o'clock. I'm a night owl. I'm sleep deprived. I'm going to die young because of how bad I sleep. And that movie, I swear, put me to bed at 1030 last night. <laughs> and, and at 1030, I was passed out. I, I woke up at five o'clock in the morning, just mad confused. And I was like, oh, shit, let, like, let me let me power through this. And I was just, I don't know. I don't know. Can it was just, it was discombobulated. That's that's my first take. Can I ask you what's your favorite sci-fi movie? Inception. Can I ask you what's your favorite sci-fi movie? Inception. Once again, can I ask you what's your favorite <laughs> sci-fi movie? Science fiction, uh, sci-fi movie. Yeah, Inception. Okay. <laughs> okay, so... It ain't for you. It ain't for you, yeah. I thought he was going to make a point. No, no, no. I want to hear Brandon's point. What does that have to do with anything? Inception was amazing. Inception is not science fiction. It's like... Fantasy. What is it? What is it? What are you talking... It's fantasy? It's fantasy yeah. in the scientific realm? What's no, scientific about what's what? what's scientific about Inception? They don't have the fucking technology. No, 
I'll wait. No, I was, I was, I wanted you to like give your. Oh, you wanted to be okay. Fine, fine, fine. Sorry, you see, Sean, Inception utilizes technology not currently possible with today's realm. Therefore, it's a science fiction movie. I'm looking at the fucking Wikipedia. What does it read? Inception is a 2010 science fiction action film. No, I, I do agree that sci- uh, Inception is a sci-fi movie. I'm not saying it's not, but in terms of like the realms of sci-fi and what you consider like a general sci-fi movie, very low. annual sci-fi tropes, it's, it's, it's not there. And what we have with uh, Akira is a very noir-esque sci-fi film, cyberpunk. Like It just hits all of the notes of pretty much like every big sci-fi genre film star trek um um star wars blade runner, uh, blade runner. like and i mean it hits those beats very well without even and it doesn't even have to be a space opera in terms of sci-fi but like inception just does not go to your typical sci-fi tropes and that's why i think uh you don't like this Listen, in terms I, of the sci-fi, because you're not this guy. I, I love sci-fi. I love sci-fi. It just needs to make some damn sense. Like it was, it reminded me of a movie that just doesn't have an ending to be mysterious and and unique. Even though this had an ending, right? It didn't do that. But I'm saying, like, it was just one of those that I felt like just tried really hard to be so different. Which I get it. I guess it succeeded. But if the story just made more sense. Like there was so much they just flat out did not explain in the movie. I think it's really silly as a standalone for people to say that is a good movie because like objectively so as a standalone, it was not a good movie. So here's the issue is that the movie came out when the manga wasn't done. Yeah. It came like through it came in the middle of when the manga was being produced, right? So in a like the movie and the manga are both in a sense part of the original story because the ending of the movie technically had an impact of what happened, you know, like in the ending of the manga, it, it definitely had an impact in how the director and the, the director and the writer of the manga, are the same person. So it had an impact of how the manga went overall. So I think, but, I think like there was a lot of backstory. Like if you do a lot of research on it, there's a lot of backstory that doesn't happen in the movie that they try to cover with like very quick sentences and very quick scenes. Which I understand where you're coming from and like how it can kind of feel discombobulated. Yeah, I mean, I'm just not a fan of work that needs uh, like me to study up on it for me to enjoy it. Which which goes back to my point. As a standalone, it was not a good movie. If I need to go back and do a ton of research on it to understand, oh, okay, the random, stupid, ugly old man who had a heart attack. There was a point. There was a point to that, right? Rather than in the movie, it's just what was his purpose? Why was he there? Why did I care that he died? Why did the little children need Tay? Well, oh, you look like someone we could use. Great. Thank you for explaining why. Why could you use her? You could you could you could just it's use her. It's because she's she also has the latent uh what's it called? The latent uh telepathy or whatever. She's a are you, she's a medium. Yeah, she has the same thing that Tetsuo has. Like everybody has it within them, and then there are some people that have it within them stronger, and then they can activate it. And Kay's was activated. There's so many, there's so many little things that you don't pick up on on your right. first or second <laughs> viewing, because the the pace of that film is just so breakneck. Where little like 
seconds of dialogue is something that like means something and you have to pay attention to it. And if you miss it, then it's like, well, wait a second. Like, well, this doesn't make any sense because the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, this is dope from like a, a sci-fi standpoint. And like, it's cool. And like the animation's dope, but the, the story's like, where are we, what's, what's happening here? And the yeah. second time I'm, I start picking up on the beats and then this time was the third time I saw it. And I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. That's what makes it so interesting is like it's it's one of those movies where every time you watch it, you see something new and then you watch it a third time. You see something new, fourth, fifth, sixth time, and you see something new every single time and you understand even more and more and more about the story. No, no matter how many times I watch that stupid movie, Canada, it, it's, it's not going to make any sense for Mr. Canada. Canada, yeah, that's what you call them. A 14-year-old boy to do more damage to Tetsuel with a single gun rather than an entire army of trained killing soldiers. He because literally he let, he he let his guard down. I'm sorry. He let his guard down. Yeah. But he didn't against an entire army. Yeah. No, Kane, because it's his best friend. Canada okay. is like, like, yeah, Canada is like his. What, what about after he shot him? Like twice. The third time he, he still had his guard down just for story purposes. Well, that's, the, that's uh, what I mean. It's lazy. Like it's lazy that like they didn't think of a better way for him to damage him. Like he, and, and somehow like my man, Tetsu, uh, <clears throat> what's his name? Canada has better aim than an entire army. That's, that's what I took from that. Um, so, I mean, my opinion on the movie is, I mean, I, first time I watched this was like, I was like eight years old. I watched it on sci-fi channel. And when I watched it as a kid, it was like one of my favorite movies ever made, you know, through kids eyes. And I rewatched it in middle school, kind of still really liked it. Watched it in high school. When I watched it in high school, I didn't like it. And then I guess waited till now and I watched it. And I still like the animation in this movie is probably one of the, the best in any um, any animation I've ever seen before. And if you like um, read up on like the anim- um, how they animated it, it's almost amazing how they did it. Um so I think for from an animation perspective, this is probably one of the best um, um, movies ever made. Um, but from a story perspective, it gets a little bit um, discombobulated in the middle a little bit. And if you're not like, if you haven't watched it more than once, it's going to be super confusing and like you're going to have to read up on what's It's happening. definitely not a linear uh, model that it follows. And I think that because it, it does admittedly become very convoluted. But to me, like I was texting Eamon about this. This was the first time I've watched this movie and I sat down and I just wasn't. Sam. Yeah. It's- you weren't what? You weren't what? Confused. I was not yeah. confused. This is the first time I've sat down and I've watched it, and I was not confused at all. And, like, I'm, I'm like I admittedly will say, like, it's the plot, like, it suffers unless you have sat there and, like, you've watched it or, like, you know what's going on. And you can take away from the aspect of having to catch the story beats and then just catch every single thing. Like, it's, it's something that you can't sit there and just, like, throw on and be doing other stuff at the same time because you're going to miss a lot of shit. You know, you know what this movie reminds me of. Uh, um, have you guys ever watched The Witcher? No, nope. Well, that movie is like uh, it's on Netflix. It's like it's not a cartoon either, but it's like very disjointed, very discombobulated, even more than um, Akira. But like, if you watch it like a third, if you watch the season a third time around, you love it, and that's how Akira is. Like I. 
But again, like if you give it time, like I have, you see the problems with it. And that's why I kind of see what Kevin's saying. Like you should be able to watch a movie and even if you're confused, you should still be able to like it. Yeah. That's that's what I, if they spent like you know? if they spent like ten percent of the budget they used on the animation just to make the story make more sense to introduce the characters that clearly had meaning. Um, from what I, the research I did after watching the movie, um, it looked like there was a lot of side characters that had like thirty seconds in the movie that had entire arcs dedicated to them. You know, um, make it a two-parter movie, make it a t- make it a show, make it something well, like. In order to hold up, right? And I'm not saying it should have did that because clearly what it did worked for 1988. But if we want to talk about it holding up, that's a hell no. It's going to be a no for me, dog. I think it holds up. Bad vibes, Kevin. (laughs) What? I think it holds up. It definitely holds up. I think it holds up in in terms of a one-off. But... I, I uh, this has made me want to go read the manga and everything so I can like get the full fleshed out story of everybody. But I, I think it holds up like the animation holds up and no, then, the animation. The animation and then up, yeah. the overarching themes that this movie yeah. goes into is 2020. It's 2020. Like you have militarized police, you have corrupt government. Yeah. Protests. You have, you have A singularity. Uh, you have people who um, are, on drugs all the time they're it's like the opioids well i was gonna say like i i think i think i agree with brandon in the sense that when you understand the story it's it's really really it's genuinely a very interesting movie because when you when you get into like what's actually happening when tetsuo is coming into his power and what happened when akira like came into his power and then Basically, like, spoiler alert, um, but, like, at the end when Tetsuo kind of, like, you know, is erupting, and, <laughs> and I mean, he basically is erupting, but, like, you know, like... <laughs> I think you could have used better words, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for like a better word, erupting. Uh, when, 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 te- when Tetsuo is climaxing at the end, like... <laughs> he, uh... Like okay, so here's the thing. Like, there's the explosion. There's the explosion of Akira. Like when he's coming into his <sighs> right, and it wipes out the whole city. Mm-hmm. And that was basically Akira, like utilizing the space that is our universe. Um, and he's basically creating his own universe because he's he's bigger than than what we are. He's reached a different level of what we are. Mm-hmm. And then when Tetsuo is basically in the same position. In, in terms of like reaching that limit of his power, Akira like uses that extra bubble to to uh, like you know basically give him another space that isn't our own universe to create his own universe, and that's why at the end he's like I am Tetsuo. It basically is explaining that Tetsuo has begun. He's he's way past. He's basically God in a sense, right? Yep. And so like to understand, I again I agree with the fact that it is a very convoluted storyline, and it is unfortunate that you have to read about it, but I've always found that movies that you have to read about or, or movies that you, you kind of have that sense of like, I didn't really get what was going on, but I know I want to understand what happened. I always am really interested in those movies. And I think this is one of those movies where if you do the reading and watch it again, you'll you really, enjoy it you'll really yeah. benefit. Yeah. You'll really enjoy it a lot more. I, I felt like Charlie from it's always sunny in Philadelphia where he had all the little, <laughs> 
the little strings and he's looking crazy <laughs> staring at it. It's like, okay, if this, I don't know. I, I think, I think a movie should do as a, if you want to call a movie what it is and be good as a standalone, I shouldn't have to take a small course in a community college to understand it. Right. Like <laughs> I, I should be able to understand the damn movie while watching it. And if I don't like, I don't think that speaks to my intelligence. I think it speaks to the writer's ability to convey points, to explain plots, to explain storyline, and maybe don't have stupid ass dialogue in there. Um, like, like Canada, like what was some of the dumb stuff he said? He was like, that's crazy talk. Have you lost your minds? When he sees, you know, somebody literally ripping holes in the ground with their minds. But, you know, uh, what, what does he say? I which, don't know. Uh, he just, he, which he just has really corny dialogue. It's who's it getting on my nerves. But I get it. It's 1988, so like I know, I know. They just they just spent a lot of time like focusing on corny dialogue, and I felt like those are val. And it was a long movie already, so they could have just spent that time like not doing that, <laughs> explaining the plot I, a little better. And I don't think I'm. I'm not trying to say like it insults your intelligence if you don't understand. Because the first time I watched it, I didn't understand it either. I don't think it has anything to do with your intelligence again because it is very it can be very dense especially because you know towards the middle and end it's not going it's not a de- an, an adaptation of anything at that point it's all original story so i think the thing is is like i i disagree with you in the sense like if you have to take a course on it you don't like movies that you kind of have to take a course on i think movies are way more interesting if you have like 15 different understandings of what's happening throughout the film. Like Inception. Yeah, I agree. Like Inception, exactly. Like, I don't want to... I understood that the first time I watched it, though. And Inception does a good job of, like, making you understand from start to end what the hell happened. But But not everybody had that experience. But you can take a... But the writers did a good enough job for making the majority of people. Like, I think you would agree the majority of people that watch Akira for the first time in today's day and age that didn't read the manga are not going to know what the fuck that movie is. Oh, of course. 100%. But I I do think that a lot of people with Inception, like, I feel like half the people that saw Inception didn't actually get Inception at first. Right, right. I agree. I'd say probably less than half. I think Tenet was way more confusing. That's probably a better example. I, I haven't seen Tenet. Yeah. Oh, so. um, I watched um, Inception of my family, and no one got it except for me, my sister, and like my cousins. And then, like, you had my older sister; she was confused. My older cousins, they were confused. Of course, my parents were confused. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. just multiply that with the whole world, dude. Like, right. that's how it is. You know, I'm not, I'm no, not that, that's a, that's a good representation of the world, Sean. You're a family. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, age-wise, I'm just saying, like, we got it because I feel like maybe millennials' minds move a little faster with that shit. And you hear then, that, boomers? Uh, You're all dumb, except for us. That's so funny to me, Sean. Like, he started out like, yeah, except for me, my sister, <laughs> my other sister, my cousins. Uh, and now that I think about it, also my parents and, like, also, like, my neighbor, like, that's where I thought you were going to go. Listen, nobody wants to be that person to be like, yeah, I didn't get Inception the first time. Who's your guys' favorite characters in the movie, though? What about that? Let's... Um, I was always, well, when I watched it first, like I thought Kanata and, uh, I mean, I thought when I was a kid, Tetsuo was like the coolest thing like ever created to me when I was uh, a kid. And then when I was middle school and high school, um, I was more of a a Kanata fan just because like the way he was dressed, the way I thought he, the way he talked was cool, the way he spoke was cool. I mean, um, his motorcycle was awesome, you know, and the little like lights that trailed off. I'm a big Kanata fan. I think he's just so cool. My favorite's Kanata. 
Canada. It's it's Canada, man. That's how you say it. <laughs> Canada. No, it's for how you say it, man. That's how they're saying in the movie. <laughs> you got it, Sean. Yeah, thank, yeah, thanks for supporting me, guys. <laughs> Honestly, don't remember. <laughs> it's one of those things we've said wrong so many times I forgot. Honestly, uh, yeah, I, I felt the exact same. Like I literally I don't know. That's why I stopped talking. I have I no like, idea I anymore. Yeah. I don't know what it is. My favorite was uh, Colonel Mustache. I thought my man held it down, dog. <laughs> dog Colonel Mustache was taking no shit. My only complaint with Colonel Mustache was that he showed up to the big blob Tetsuo Beavis at the end and uh just with a handgun. That's it. You have laser guns, you have, you have fucking yeah. machinery. My man showed up with the handgun. I was like, like didn't really do anything. But yeah, so, but he he hit he, him with the what was that? The soul SOL, like the laser. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that, was cool. that was pretty fire, yeah. Like, he held it. It's funny. I usually hate those types of characters, but, you know, he held it down. He, he had a good. No, he's a really he cool had, character. Yeah. His whole coup d'etat thing was, like, pretty dope. Yeah. I, yeah. Loki, I'm not going to lie to you. One of my favorite characters was, like, the little kid in the, uh, like, hovercraft thing. <laughs> Ew, dog. He, he for some reason, <laughs> when he Donald Trump Jr. Him, when he showed Donald up, Trump. literally, literally, he had the same hair as Donald Trump. Masaro. <laughs> he he. For some reason, he was the one, only one of the three that got it. Like of the three kids, yeah. he's the one that like he was the leader clearly. And oh, I was yeah. like, you know what I mean? And so like, I appreciated that he held down little Frankenstein and Frankenstein girl. <laughs> Yo, do you, do you, but do you think he would um, denounce white supremacy? I mean, listen, like he was definitely He's all an about. Saving, He's smart. Yeah, he was all yeah. about saving Canada, like in the when they was in the ray of light. So, like, I think they all have good intentions. It's not their fault that they all do like the monster mash at home, but like they, <laughs> they definitely. He definitely had. I I don't know. I think him and Canada were like my favorite characters, though. If we want to talk about favorite scenes next i i really liked the scene where the little monsters went up to tetsuo um and and turned themselves into like big teddy bears and like they yeah, were, they were just oh when he was hallucinating just for no reason just kind of screwing with them kind of bullies but <laughs> the visuals was so cool i was yeah. all about that part Yeah, it was definitely like very like horror-esque like it, it was very horror they, they do very, a lot of uh horror. genre meshing together in this yeah um, my favorite scene was the scene when um, Tetsuo goes to the bar, and it's like the it's like the bo- the ball the bald um, bar owner. He's behind the bar, and then I guess like he's trying to get like pills from him or what or whatnot. Then it, capsules. He's trying to get capsules, and then it, <laughs> yeah. it cuts. It cuts to another scene, and then it comes back, and then um, two of um, the the gang members come in. Um, Tattoo's friends, and then they see that the bar guy's dead, and then you're just like shocked. It's like still shocking, and I've seen that movie so many times. And then you just see um, Tetsuo just sitting there, just like all menacing, like holding the capsules in his hand. It's like falling, and then he's like drops them. He's just like being so menacing, and then they're like, "Yo, where's Kana- where's Kanada?" And then he's like, "I don't know. He's probably dead." And the way he says it, you're just like, "God damn, that was cool." I don't know. Yeah, that no, was that, a dope scene. That's my favorite scene, also. Yeah, actually. that's my favorite scene, dude. Because like it's just like full blown, just it's 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 light it's it's light Yagami. It's at the end of it's, uh, it's of that death damn Yagami. <laughs> there's a there's a really good line in that scene that I liked where like I forgot what the uh what the one gang member like their friend is name, 
but uh he's like are you tetsu or are you someone else yeah like, i really like oh yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah yeah i saw it. yeah i was gonna see because um, it's it's like so. genuinely he doesn't even realize how relevant that question is like in that period mm-hmm. yep. so i really like that i think i think one of my probably my favorite scene is like when tetsuo is leaving his uh uh hospital room or whatever the uh room he's in when they're doing tests on him to go to the i think they call it the baby room where the kids are yep mm-hmm. and he like realizes that he has the power and he explodes like the people that are in front of him. Oh yeah. Yep. And like, there's the blood and everything around the hallway and like that whole hallway scene where he's getting to them. I really like that scene. Cause like, again, with the animation, like it was so clean and like the dripping of the blood from the ceiling and the wall. And like when the walls are caving in and all the crumbling around him, like that was, that was a huge Testament to like the overall like animation that was done in the movie. Yeah, I, that was my second favorite scene. I think that's why it was so like genre defining was because they could go there. They could absolutely just, you know, the the late period in the eighties was when everything was like hypersexualized in anime and everything was super gory. But like that's where Dragon Ball Z spawned from. You know, that's where some of these like really like I don't want to say raunchy, but some of these really like adult like cartoons, uh, as we know as anime, could could really thrive. And I I think I think mm-hmm. the blood. Like the blood specifically was important in the movie for me. Like actually, you know, like seeing the blood, you know how like you see in animes people fighting, but you don't see like all yeah. the blood at the mm-hmm. time. I think like seeing the blood shows the intensity and like the overall like power that Tetsuo has. Like literally people are exploding and you see the people explode. Yep. I think also my my uh, second favorite scene, which is kind of messed up, is when he um first uses uses the powers to kill people. Or kill those like two. Um, I don't. Know, I want to say they're like, were they doctors that he exploded. I would. I always forget. Are you talking about the scene Amon just described? <laughs> <laughs> I well, swear. He's, he was describing. He was describing each scene of it. He's I'm talking about the hospital. The hospital scene, right? Yeah. Okay. My take that out then. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. Dude. No. I mean, I was genuinely. I wasn't trying to be a dick. I was genuinely asking. Is that is that the scene you're talking about? Yeah, but I thought Eamon was talking about all the scenes when he did that shit. Nah, Eamon literally just did it. No, I mean, I, I, in a, Sean's not wrong. I think I was talking about the whole string. Like, yeah, he didn't talk about that specific But I, I think that, no, uh, that specific one is the first thing I mentioned. No, yeah, he was. Okay, my bad. So I'll say, like, while watching the movie, I wish I had Tetsuo's powers. Just so I could go and just just claim all Burger King Whoppers as mine, like, throughout the world. And just have, an, <laughs> have an endless supply that's 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 personally what I would do with his power. He wasted his time. No, bro, dealing with all you're, that blood. You're wasting your time. Yeah, I was gonna say. You I need don't, to. I mean, you need to time travel and get the angry whopper back. Oh, you're right. That's oh, what you need to be doing, yeah. dog. Do the Burger benefit King. of the world and get the angry whopper back. Oh my god, Burger King sponsor us. I love the angry whopper. Bro, remember how hard <laughs> we used to go on that angry whopper, dog. Yes, Brandon and I like weekly, like multiple times a week. Oh, you are disgusting. That angry whopper was so perfect. It's a work of art. The the angry whopper was the Acura of fast food. Yes, I was about to say that too. <laughs> it's just a masterpiece. It's beautiful, visually and <laughs> and 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 physically stimulating. It's everything. What? what tell me. I mean, what would you guys do with Tetsuo's spot? Would you do anything better? Because there's nothing better. To- there's um, nothing better than getting the angry Whopper back. Just- <laughs> I want to become like a superhero. I don't know why he like freaked out. 
and like became this like super villain. Like I would be a super. That's villain. true. That's, I would consider myself Superman. You he know? was already a little like a, a little bit of a dick. Like that's he's true. The, he's the friend that everybody like goes in on, and like he's like, I'm tired of this shit, man. I'm coming after all of you. Believe it. Yeah, it's, it's, it was honestly very relatable for me. Um, <laughs> yeah, Eamon Aim, would be doing exactly what Tetsu Yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably <laughs> start following the same path. Uh, honestly, because you end up, Loki, you end up as God at the end, so that doesn't sound that bad. I'm tired of you guys talking of Angry Whoppers. Yeah, honestly, you guys are you guys are really grossing me out with all this Burger King talk, but... I want you to like Uzi uh, Vert. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, it'll lose I'm, I'm not fucking close. That's what I would do. I would. I would probably torture the three of you until you like little Uzi. <laughs> Just so we like in. admitted your actual age. Yeah, yeah. That I'm. Which, actually let's 25. not tell the viewers your age. Let's just have them like pick your I'm I'm 45, and I I have whatever <laughs> like the dude from and- Hannah Montana has, where he's really 54 or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Like the older brother was. Really I know exactly <laughs> who you're talking about. Yeah. Same age as John Cena. I thought oh, you were yeah, going to say Andy Molinakis. Yeah, he has no, Gary, I, Coleman, Gary Coleman I, disease. I was trying to think of which diss track I would want to like not have. And I wouldn't want an Andy Molinakis diss track. Yeah, oh, you no go way. in. <laughs> you tear us to shreds. Yeah. yeah so I, I, I'll take the, I'll take whatever Hannah Montana's brother's name is. I'll take his diss track. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. So, so we're kind of running up on time, but before we go, Eamon has a very special announcement from the Shonen Tapes for us. Yeah. So we we've been having some discourse uh, outside. Discourse. Of, uh, <laughs> 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 I love when Sean hits the ad lib discourse after someone says discourse. Uh, we've been having some discourse outside discourse. of the. Uh, <laughs> the I can't do this, dude. You gotta do it, Kevin. I can't do it while while Sean's hitting me with a fire ad lib. I feel like I'm Migos. Guys, we're we're dropping we're dropping our first thing of merch, and it's just gonna be poses of Sean on Tetsuo's bike, just shirtless. Yeah, hitting a half smile and a limp piece <laughs> on He's- the on the Akito bike, on the Tetsuo bike, on the on the the. My favorite character's sh- little hoverboard wheelchair thing. We're gonna have him on the colonel's shoulder. Yes. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be huge. And and the the best part of the calendar is that we're gonna be paying you guys to actually get it because no one's really gonna want it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All the proceeds go exactly. directly to you. Yeah. Exactly. So, you're welcome. so so you know what, with that being said, send us a DM at Shonen Tapes on Instagram or Twitter if you want to special order if you want to pre-order bonus you what is that bonus messages well you'll find out follow us rated us if you haven't rated us already on apple helps us out a lot and then also if you have like friends right in the anime community that you think might hate us or might love us or just might be geeked out by us enough to give us a listen please share um other than that we will see you guys either this thursday for the hip-hop episode hey guys yeah before you go also let us know what let us know on twitter instagram what anime you guys want us to review and do a deep dive on next please please something more interesting than akira can i can i hit one last note actually well please uh because there's something i really want to plug um go ahead the angry whopper needs to return yes no
No. Hashtag Angry Whopper. I've lost a lot of weight, and I'd like to gain it all back by the Angry Whopper, so please. You know what? Refer back to this episode in two and a half, three years when the Shonen Tapes is huge, and we have the Shonen Tapes Angry Whopper out. That's going to be... I need it. sponsor us. I need it. (laughs) I need it. This is... Kevin, the only reason, the only way that the Anger Whopper is coming back is if you watch Akira 15 more times in a row. Listen, I'll watch Akira a thousand times in a row if it means I'll get the Anger Whopper Gang. back in my life. Burger King, sponsor us <laughs> for this happen. Please. I want this to happen. We're going to have a Tetsuo's way. Good night. <laughs>